Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye-bye. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found, and of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson, the first unopposed for good dynamite on a Tuesday night, went down tonight, uh, on a Wednesday night, rather, uh, NXT's on Tuesday night now. Uh, and uh, it was a wildly fun one. I I just get the vibe from NXT yesterday and AEW today that there's just a little bit of a weight off them. Maybe I don't know. It just seemed like tonight was like a really really fun episode. And uh, I mean they have really really fun episodes quite a bit, but it just felt yeah. like there was some pressure off them. I don't know. Well, maybe I think I'm part projecting. of it too is in relation to what we saw last week from AEW, which is not their finest effort. Last week's show was not very good. Yeah. I mean, they're going head to head against Takeover. So if you're gonna if you're gonna have some good stuff, this was a taped episode, I believe. I think, um, or was last week's taped? I don't remember. I do no, remember. this week had to be taped because because I'm guessing Tyson was just there for the couple days for mm-hmm. the day. Could be. Anyways, one of them was taped. Regardless, um, yeah, they had some stuff in the can maybe, and uh, you know, if if you're gonna go, save your good stuff. For when you're going on the post, as opposed to going head to head with the takeover, mm-hmm, yeah, you're probably going to lose regardless. You put on a great show or a mediocre show. Yeah, you're going to get buried in the buzz of a takeover. Exactly, you don't want that to happen. No. Um, I thought you know tonight was headlined by uh, you know it was actually bookended by two really long, really fun uh, uh, matches. We had the Young Bucks versus uh, Phoenix and Pack, and then of course in the main event we had Matt Hardy versus Darby Allen in a no DQ uh, false count anywhere. false count anywhere. Uh, 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 match for the TNT title, and it was it was wild fun. Lots of great false finishes. Darby Allen, boy, that dude just kicks out of everything. Uh, and uh, yeah, I thought I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought there was a lot of good stuff going on tonight. 
I thought there was a lot of good stuff in between as well. Um, you know, we we saw the young bucks solidify their heel turn. Uh, they were wearing some uh, Jordan One Dior's, which on the secondary market itself between like seven eight thousand uh, dollars. We've seen Kenny since his heel turn start wearing a lot of uh, expensive looking clothes. Um, I'm guessing this is the young bucks' attempts to kind of follow suit, but in still keeping with. The Young Bucks, because they don't, as far as I know, they haven't been wrestling in Jordans, but they very often wear them backstage during interviews on being the elite. They usually got some Jordan shoes on. Um, and now they got like super expensive Jordan shoes. Um, but I thought the the, backs, the 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 promo with the entirety of whatever this group is going to be called now, whether it's the elite with Callus and the Young Bucks and Kenny and the Good Brothers, I thought that was solid. They're teasing something else. More surprises, maybe more members. That would be my guess. Um, and you know that that would make you think, you know, are, are we going to have some crossover with uh, Bullet Club in Japan? I mean, Tama Tonga's kind of poo pooed the whole thing. Um, uh, so I doubt I doubt that would be the case. I don't when know. Kenta I, was there. Yeah. When Kenta was when Kenta yeah. was in AEW, he didn't speak favorably of Kenny Omega to Kenny Omega's face. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it could be. I mean, could it be more members? They already have a ton. They already have a lot. So the first thing that came to mind was, okay, because they haven't mentioned what their name is, um, which is kind of abnormal. Usually, first opportunity you get, they're going to say, hey, you know, uh, we are, you know, what what we do in that ring is perfection. Ah, now our name is perfection you know they always say one word and it's like oh that's gonna be like pinnacle did the same thing um and so i don't know i kind of thought okay well they don't have a name i mean it's hard to tell because like gallows has dropped before that like he hasn't talked to tomatonga about stuff um they did the like you said like you mentioned they did the kenta stuff that was like a one-time deal uh mox did that one thing in in strong although um apparently uh he's being called called out out Yuji Nagata. Yeah, Yuji Nagata. Yeah, called him out. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There, there's something going on there, um, which is interesting. It's always fun to speculate on that front. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, I, I still don't. the I sort of stopped caring about the motivation of the of the Young Bucks. They're like, oh, it's all about friendship. And, you know, we're it's just like the most like cliched stuff that he was wheeling out tonight. But, you know, it doesn't matter. They're cool as bad guys. Uh, so whatever. And he had Tyson. I thought that, I thought the Jericho, uh, uh, Dax Harwood match was a lot of fun too. Uh, mm-hmm. wildly overbooked of course, but I mean, that's part of the fun. Um, um yeah, no, I thought there was the, a lot to like the red velvet Jade Cargill match was outstanding. Yeah, it was really good. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of good stuff. We had Anthony Gogo making his debut, mm-hmm. uh, one with a punch to the gut. Yeah, that was rad. Could have been better. Uh, I'll be honest with you. We could have had actual vomit. When somebody, well, that's the ideal. You know, that's or the ideal. somebody craps his pants, perhaps. Why not both? Why limit ourselves to one? <laughs> he does. Yeah, he does the vomit and the number two. Mm-hmm. That would have been ideal, mm-hmm. obviously. Like, like you know, like when you get a stomach bug and it gets you really bad. <laughs> both ends. But this is from a punch. Anyways, <laughs> before we get to the the recap, do you want to talk about this Eva Lise? Oh yeah, uh, that the, yeah yeah that that's a good idea. So uh, she's not with AEW anymore. She's Doesn't blaming like everybody but herself. What's going on with this? So uh, at some point today, she tweeted out, I think it's been, I looked at her Twitter, I didn't see this, so maybe she's deleted it. Um, 
She's tweeted this. History repeats itself. Unfortunately, I speak up about mistreatment and get let go. That's life. So uh, Fightful reached out to Ivelisse, and she responded with the following. Quote, I spoke up about mistreatment from a coach, even to other women, too. There were witnesses, and I was the one suspended, left in limbo, and now just now let go. And nothing has been done at all the entire time about Thunderosa slandering my name the entire time in AEW and doing everything to sabotage my position there. I kept quiet. Thunderosa also has a history of getting involved with officials in order to get ahead, which there was a lawsuit and everything in Lucha Underground. Those are strong words. Did you say it's not on her Twitter feed anymore? The original tweet, I looked briefly before we got started. Let me double check because I don't want to say that and be incorrect. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know, dude. When I saw that first match between her and Thunder Rosa on on Dynamite, honestly, like, she should have been fired at that point. Like, I don't know why they would have kept her around after that. Like, you don't you know you don't do that stuff in the ring, regardless regardless of what's going on backstage. She could be a hundred percent right, but she loses all credibility when she starts like you know pitching a fit, pitching a tantrum in the middle of the ring. If yeah. you want to try to blame other people for problems, you're gonna lose that particular like you know you're gonna lose your credibility. All you got to do is watch one of your matches. So, you know, I'm I'm actually kind of shocked this didn't have uh, uh much this didn't happen much sooner. Uh, no, I don't see it on her timeline anymore. Mm-hmm. Thought maybe it was a reply to somebody. Because I, I looked earlier today and it was there. But now I don't see it. Flat Unless 3 I'm has just... a good point here, too. Says Thunder Rosa defended that match, too, saying she didn't hurt her and it's all good. Defended Ivelisse publicly. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess she's just trying to save face or whatever. I'm sure she'll maybe have a more extensive... Uh, uh, you know, statement about it, perhaps an interview, perhaps. Um, but you know, just from what I saw as a fan in the ring, it's like, oh wow, okay, so somebody's not cooperating with a match, um, and now that person's like trying to sling some mud. Doesn't really hold water. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, no, but yeah, that tweet's unavailable. Oh, so you look for like the replies or whatever, and it's yeah. Well, no, I looked the uh, 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 the story Feifel had with with their quotes from her. Link to it. Yeah. Yeah. It says that tweet's unavailable. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Looks like we won't be seeing Ivelisse in AEW, at least not anytime soon. Um, yeah, I don't know. She was on, um, I think it was her, she was on like a, one of those tattoo cover-up shows before. I believe you mentioned that. I don't know why I bring it up. I've never seen that. I'm like, she just said she's a wrestler? Because I saw it ages ago. Yeah. She said she's a wrestler? Where does she, where does she go? And I looked her up. I was like, oh. And then when I see her in place, I'm like, oh, it's a girl in the tattoo show. And then why is she no-selling? <laughs> <laughs> why is she no-selling that tattoo gun? That shit hurts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to this, Steve. So, uh. Uh, show opened up with the Young Bucks promo, uh, kind of explained themselves. He said last week they chose friendship. Thanks for thanks to Mox for pushing us over the edge. Uh, they're no longer a club; they're a family. Don Callis was right. We did change. We're still the best tag team, but uh, we haven't felt the same since starting AEW. We weren't as hungry, but now we're no longer content. It's time to bring back the old Young Bucks. Better yet, it's time to bring a new version of ourselves to AEW. Uh, after that, I know I'm fixing Camera it. Camera dropped out. I know I'm fixing out. it. 
after that, we had, um, what was this, a Mike Tyson promo. It was yeah. going to be a Mike Tyson match chat. And he was like, I'm so delighted to be the guest enforcer. And then MJF uh, interrupts him pretty quick, uh, acting all smarmy. He says, my boys are mad, but I understand your actions more than anyone. But listen, man, Jericho is your enemy. I'm not asking you to cheat. Just be on the right side of history. I don't want you to have any regrets like that tattoo on your face. I mean, he keeps on poking the bear, man. It's not a smart move. Oh, I love the bit where he said, uh, uh, I, was, I, I wasn't I was even born yet when you were at your peak. My dad tells me you were great. Kudos my, for My that. dad tells me you're a pretty big deal, yeah. Uh, and he says, here's a blank check with your name on it, uh, if you know what I mean. So Tyson grabs it, rips it up, rips it, rips it, rips it, takes a couple remnants, puts it in his mouth, chews it, and spits it back at him. So, uh, but on the other hand, you know, there's a thing in AEW now where like people who wear dark clothing are the good guys and people who are light clothing are the bad. And I thought for sure, I was like, oh man, Tyson's going to join Pinnacle. I thought that I thought that, that was going to happen. I thought that could happen too. I, uh, MJF had a hell of a suit. It wasn't quite powder blue. It was a little brighter than that. Yeah, it was nice, huh? But man, it was a fantastic suit. <laughs> uh, first sh- uh, match of the show, tag titles, Phoenix and, and Pac taking on the Young Bucks. Uh, young bucks with new gear. They cut all the tassels off their pants. There's fur on it now. They had like some white leather kind of a uh, motorcycle uh, jackets with uh, with fur on the lapels. And as mentioned, eight thousand dollar sneakers to wrestle in. Um, uh, Don Callis walks out with them. He joins commentary, uh, and then they cut and basically the entire tag division, or probably like the top five uh, ranked teams are sitting in the stands watching this match. You know what I like about that, too? It, the, the, the thing that I like about the Young Bucks going heel in this fashion, it means that whoever gets those titles off them, it's going to be a big deal, a much yeah. bigger deal than it would have been before. Because like you and I had speculated when they had that match against LAX, for example, on TV, it was like, oh, LAX might win this. Mm-hmm. And as long as they were sort of treading water as just sort of good guys, it was like, okay, well, people could take this title off them. Like, they've had their run. They can hot potato it a little bit. That ain't happening now. It's going to be a while, and it's going to be a big deal when somebody takes those titles off them. So I'm going to mention this now because uh, uh, I had a theory during uh, Hangman Page's interview. I know. Yeah, okay. Backstage. Mm-hmm. So I'll just skip ahead. We'll get back to the match in a second. So he's asked by Marvez, essentially, what do you think of the Young Bucks and Kenny reuniting? And he just talks about something else completely. He talks about John Silver recuperating. Mm -hmm. The story is going to be Adam Page getting out of the elite shadow by basically defeating all of them. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I thought the same thing. And it's either going to be like he's going to get the titles for Silver and Reynolds or he's going to get the title with Silver or Reynolds or one of those guys. Something like that. Well, Um, And the the title off Kenny. I mean, it's it's going to essentially be... Page with yeah the dark order would be backing up a little bit versus the elite. It's all about him getting out of underneath their shadow. He's going to be That's, picking them apart. Basically, you're, you're yeah. absolutely right. But I think that he's look. I don't think he's part of the dark order. But clearly, like that, you know, they're like the most lovable group that there is right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's even including the best friends who are super lovable. Uh, the dark order is just you know for for obvious reasons. Um, yeah, I think, I think you're probably right about that. And they're also going to do exactly what you, what you called SCU is totally going to be broken up because of the young bucks. Like they're going to go through, they're going to crush everybody and they're going to, uh, cause some real damage to these teams, including splitting up 
SCU or retiring yep. or whatever they claim they're going to do. Well, they just won't wrestle the tag team anymore. They're just so not going to be a tag team anymore. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, it's, yeah. it's not going to be too long before Chris Daniels retires. It's Kazarian, I don't know. That dude is ageless. Virtually, it seems that way. He looks like he's 20 years old. It's crazy. I know. He still wrestles. I mean, I'll expect him to do those crazy spots he used to do in those, those, uh, was it Destination X matches in in Impact? X, yeah. No, was it it Destination? That was a pay-per-view. It was Destination X. X, something X. What was it? (laughs) Whatever. Or he's it's on the up tip the, of my the, freaking tongue. The, the, the structure that's Somebody tell like me the, what it's called. Ultimate X. Thank Ultimate you. Ultimate X. Climbing up the structures that's holding the stuff up and doing leg drops. He won't be doing that anymore. But <laughs> he shouldn't have been doing that, that in the first place. Yeah. He's trying to get impact uh, TNA on the map. This was a really long match. This was like a 30-minute long match. It was really good. Uh, it was really good. There was all sorts of stuff going on. You go watch it. It's great. Um and uh, I don't know. You want to just go from the finish here? Sure, because um, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. A lot of crazy stuff. I mean, you, as you would expect with a match between these two teams. Um, so down the stretch, uh, Matt and Phoenix are outside um, after Phoenix hits Nick with the rolling cutter. So what happened? Okay, I'll go back to this. So Matt and Pack are brawling on the apron. They're yanked off the floor. Um, and then Phoenix and Nick hit Poison Ranas on Matt Pack. And then Phoenix hits Nick with a rolling cutter. And then Phoenix puts Matt in the ring. Uh, he's waving at Pac. Get in. Pac does. Uh, he puts Matt in the top rope. Phoenix tags in. Pac hits a superplex. Phoenix follows with a frog splash. It gets a two. Pac gets the tag back in. He hits Black Arrow. And then Nick comes in and pushes Phoenix into Pac to break up the pin. And then Nick grabs Matt, drags him to their corner, tags himself in. He goes in, runs into a boot from Pac. Pack looks for a German suplex. Uh, Nick holds on to the ropes. It's while the ref is like, hey, get your hands off the ropes. Uh, Nick hits Pack with a low blow. Phoenix tags in. He jumps off the top right into a super kick. Nick rips off his mask. Young Bucks hit uh, stereo super kicks to get the win. Yeah, yeah, really good stuff. But uh, Pack and Phoenix, I, I kind of want Pack to go back to being a singles dude. Yeah, I know. I mean, I mean, really, everybody in Death Triangle should be a singles wrestler. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I just thought, yeah, I thought about even the Lucha Bros. I don't want them as a tag team. I want them no, to be singles, singles wrestlers. Guys. Yeah. yeah. And I want Phoenix, to, I'm sorry, uh, Penta to always be wearing the uh, St. Patrick's Day hat. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, after that, we had the uh, the Hangman Page interview like with Dark that. Order. Yeah, 
and he's asked by Marvez, what are your thoughts on uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, uh, you know, rejoining team as, as bad guys? And Paige says, well, first let me give you an update on John Silver. Doctor says four to six weeks. He'll need vitamins, prayers, and plenty of southwestern egg rolls. That sounds amazing right now. Uh, he leaves like, I'm going to go get some of those. And then uh, oh, Silver. The chilies. Yeah, he's going to go to <laughs> Those things are pretty good at chilies, by the way. Silver starts working his arm out. He's, oh, and everybody's all cheering for him and stuff. It's really good stuff. It was really good. Uh, after that, we had an inner circle Mike Tyson interview. Uh, Jericho explains how. Uh, he made amends with Mike Tyson. He says, you know, we decided to change our, our ways after uh, Pinnacle beat him down. He went, made some phone calls, made some apologies, first of which was to Tyson. He says, we've been going at it since 2010 when he knocked me out on a Monday night. Uh, I talked to him, and when Tyson heard what I had to say, he responded, if you need help with anything, let him know. I called him up and said, I might need your help tonight He or last week. He has my back. Uh, and Jericho says, I don't expect any favors from you. I want you to call it right down the middle. And then Tyson says, I'll be firm but fair. I'm not going to take sides. But Jericho, if you mess up, there's a chance you get knocked out again. And then Jericho's shoulder leans him. Uh, after that, we had Jade Cargill versus Red Velvet. Great. This was uh, great. Really good match. Uh, Jade at one point dumps Red Velvet into the crowd. But as you kind of figure, uh, Cargill gets the win with Jaded for three because she the, is. The opening of this, the intensity. And the physicality, the opening of this match was so dang good. Because yeah. as soon as Jade hits the ring, Red Velvet goes after her. And then Jade uh, hits her with a pump kick. And then eventually uh, uh, Velvet low bridges Jade out and follows with a really good looking suicide dive. Yeah, like She had serious velocity on that. Yeah, It was great. Jade, and then, Car- yeah. Jade Cargill looks like an atlas. She looks like a million bucks. Like yeah. She is a huge superstar. Red Velvet's a really good wrestler. She's yeah, really she's good. good. She's good. Cargill's a it's massive. Great Check it out. Uh, after it out. that, we had uh, Tony with Britt and Rebel, and uh, Britt's looking at the stats. She's looking at the at the at the rankings, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Right now, I'm at the number three spot." But because she's seven and one, no, seven and two. Yeah, seven and one. Seven, seven and two. Red seven Velvet two. Okay. was five and one, and she was like, "Given now that I have more wins." Plus the same number of losses as Red Velvet, that elevates me to the number two spot. And uh, and then she was like, and then I'm going to be appearing on Dark and Elevation, working my way up the rankings, and then I'll eventually be number one so I can take on Sheeta. And she puts her hand over Sheeta, and she says, you know, two matches. She's had two matches this year. Uh, next, the debut of Anthony Agogo versus Cole Carter. Uh, that's about how long this match lasted. They traded a couple moves. Uh, Go-Go hits Carter with a gut punch. Blech. Ref just stops the match. He's like, oh, my God, this man just vomited and pooped his pants. Yeah. We got to stop this match. You can't we go gotta on We got to stop like this match. You hit him disgusting. again. What's going to happen next? His head's going to explode. Maybe. Uh, next, we got a Miro promo. Hold on. Did, you, see like, that? Hey. Did you catch that shirt that QT Marshall was wearing? It was like a Chandler Bing bowling shirt. It really was. I know. <laughs> like, wear some merch shirt, dude. Your bowling shirts ain't cutting it. Maybe maybe he's waiting on his uh, custom made the factory bowling shirt. Bowling shirt. Nobody's maybe afraid of it. Matching bowling Nobody's shirts. afraid of a dude in a bowling shirt. I don't know, man. If he could if he could uh, portray the, the enough menace, sometimes a dude, a menacing dude in a bowling shirt might be even more menacing. Is he looking to, to to change the perception of people in bowling shirts? Now they it can be, be. Sa- they can be scary. It seems to be the case, man. 
Could be. Seems to be the case. I wonder if he has a 300 ring like mine. Where's my ring? Uh, so next we got a Miro promo. He says Kip left after the uh, arcade anarchy match and haven't seen him since. I'm looking for him. I want to talk to you about what happened there, and but I'm not going to wait. I'm going out there to pursue my goals with or without you. Yeah. And he pretty much puts everybody with a title on notice. <laughs> We're about to get angry, Miro, and I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be good. Oh, wow. Turo has a good point. OJ wears bowling shirts. Ooh, scary. That is kind of scary. Uh, after that, we had uh, – I missed that. I actually missed that that, that promo. Um, Jericho versus Har- uh, Dax was next, right? Yeah, that was really yeah. good. Yeah, no, it was fun. It was tons of fun. Uh, uh, let's see here. It starts out pretty quickly. Jericho grabbing a chair. Tyson takes it away from him. Harwood grabs a bat. Tyson takes that away from him. Uh, Jericho jabs Dax in the head with a pen, takes the camera, flips him off, and Dax flips him off back. That was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, heading into the commercial, Dax starts getting into it with Tyson. Uh, back from commercial, Dax misses a diving headbutt. Jericho gets him in a lion tamer. Uh, Dash gets a cheap shot on Jericho to break that up, but Sammy, as Tyson's moving towards Dash, Sammy takes him out, takes out Dash. That is not Tyson. Uh, Jericho goes for a Judas effect, but Dax is able to evade, hits a brain buster. Jericho kicks out of that. Inner circle and pinnacle duke it out on the stage. Cash gets Floyd. Uh, Tyson, I'm sorry, Dash. <laughs> Dash? No, Cash. 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 Yeah, Cash, Cash is Floyd. These freaking names. Uh, Tyson comes. You know, I actually, uh, who was it? With Jericho was talking about that with FTR. Which one's which? Cash, Dax. Anyways, Cash has Floyd. Tyson comes at him. Cash threatens him. Eats a right instead, and he, his arms go oh. stiff. Yeah, man, he got <laughs> knocked out. And then we get the most devastating move in professional wrestling, Judas Effect, for the win. And afterwards, Jericho made uh, Tyson a, a member of the inner circle. An ancillary member of the inner circle. So mm-hmm. it's like, uh, you know, who is an ancillary member of the NWO? Like, Tori Wilson was an ancillary member of DX. Uh, all the race car drivers who joined the NWO. Were yes, like Richard members. Petty. Yeah, he was NWO. Yeah. That's right. What, Dennis Rodman, or was he a bit more deep into the NWO? No, he was. He was. He was a bit more. Involved. He was actual NWO. Yeah, I think he was actually in the NWO. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of the NWO, we got this faction here: Kenny, Young Bucks, Good Brothers, throwing up two sweets like the NWO. Uh, they have an interview with Marvez. Don Callis says, "I got. Do I have a scoop for you? Do I have a grabs, scoop for you?" He grabs a mic from Marvez. Says, "The wrestling world has learned anything from us. Just when you think they uh, they've seen everything." You haven't seen it. You haven't seen nothing. When the Bucks came back to the fold, it wasn't the end. It was just the beginning. Uh, Omega takes some mics. He says uh, he and the Young Bucks never changed. Uh, this is who we were, but we just kept on putting up the facade uh, of being essentially good guys because that's what people wanted them to be. But we're not like you, so we're going to be us. And the Matt says it's not all fun and games. They're still the best tag team in the world, and they're back. He puts the whole tag division on notice. Uh, Callis says, you want the old Omega, the old Young Bucks. You got them. Be prepared to be surprised again. And then the Young Bucks fake uh, a super kick to the cameraman. Instead, Don Callis, probably with some sweet shin music, kick at the cameraman with thigh slap and everything. That was, yeah, that was uh, pretty impressive that he pulled that one off. Uh, after that, we got a Thunder Rosa video package saying she's coming after the AEW women's title. Then says she, she also wants to go after the NWA women's mm-hmm. title. So she is coming after all the gold. Yep. Uh, after that, we got uh, Chris Statlander versus Amber Nova. 
Chris Statler completely dominated this match, and she won with a supernova for mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. I know you love Team Taz, so go ahead. Take My this favorite pitch, segment. Oh, this was great. My favorite faction in wrestling against Christian. It was awesome. Uh, so Christian has an interview, uh, and uh, uh, what is it? Did you say? see the, the Team Taz interview with just just them? Oh, 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 yeah. This was the Team Taz interview. Christian came up later. Okay. Yes. So yeah, yes. they're they they're asked, "Have you heard from Christian?" And Taz says, "Well, you know, it's been a week already." And and Ricky Starks is like, "Why are we waiting a whole week? Like this, we, this should, we shouldn't even have to wait an hour." And Taz says, "Ricky, you need to stay backstage. We're gonna go pitch to him, but you got to stay here. You're combustible." And Cage says, yeah, I agree with that. Brian Cage says, yeah, I agree with that. And Taz says, hey, Brian Cage, you too. Me and Hobbs are going to go handle this. They're amazing. So then we get a Christian interview. And he's asked some innocuous question, and he starts to talk. But then he immediately gets cut off by Taz. And he's like, hey, Christian Cage, you ignoring me. What's the deal? Here's right. the thing. Are you in or are you out? All right, are you, you be Taz. I'll be Christian, okay? Okay, we'll, we'll yeah. play this. Yeah. So Christian then says, uh, you know, I was going to do this in the back, in the, in the back like, a, like a pro, but Taz, you said it yourself. Team Taz is a bit of a dumpster fire. I didn't come to AEW to fix Taz's problems. I came to win championships. So I'm happy that you're over there standing on those three steps so I can say this to your face eye to eye. <laughs> My answer is no. <laughs> there you go. And what does Taz say next? Hey, shitbag! You're ungrateful. <laughs> I never liked you or your buddy who carried your ass. Hobbs, and then Hobbs starts to he's, bring Taz's mic down. He just quiets him. It's great. It's Hobbs is great. Awesome. It's well, I did great. Like, I did it's like Taz's. Awesome. I did like Taz's line where he said, "If if I stood on my wallet, I'd be ten feet taller than you." To, then yeah, I stood on my wallet, I'd be ten feet taller than <laughs> that big Christian head of yours. Said, and then Christian said, "What? What? All that bingo hall money?" Yeah, that was kind of messed up. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if this was approved or if they just went out there because this is kind of like below the belt for Chris. This made me like Christian even this vindicated, this validated everything I thought of Christian in the first place. You know what? He's not a Hall of Fame unless it's a Hall of Fame of shitbags because he is a shitbag. I'm with Taz on this one. F Christian. I'm team Taz. And I and it was awesome. It was so great to see Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs, just maul Christian. It was great. Next week they're gonna have a match. Hobbs probably gonna totally lose that match, but I don't care. This week it yeah, was very it's sweet. A Hall of Famer. Yeah, Hall of Fame of the of the in the shitbag wing. No, That's man. what he is. He's a Hall of Fame in, in the Hall of Fame. Who else is in the shitbag wing, Larson, of the Hall of Fame? Oh man. I mean, <laughs> it's probably a pretty extensive list. <laughs> it totally is, huh? <laughs> uh, next week they announced the following matches. This should be really good. Sheeta versus Conti for the t- the women's title. That'll be really good. I'm really looking forward to that. We got a little video package hyping up their match. Uh, Hobbs versus Christian, Starks versus Hangman Page, and Trent versus Penta. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, and then we had uh, Matt Hardy. Wait, who's Pent? Who's Penta fighting? What's going on? Trent. Oh, just a singles match. Mm-hmm. Oh. Penta's probably going to lose that then. He shouldn't. No, he shouldn't, but this is like Trent's first singles match back. That sucks. Ah, uh, Trent could t- take a loss. <laughs> he's a tag team specialist, man. They're he, good. Like the best friends are good as a tag team. He should take a loss, but he's coming back. That doesn't matter. Oh, no, man. Doesn't matter. Penta should win that match. He should. He totally should. 
If he doesn't, I'm just going to do this the rest of the episode of Dynamite. <laughs> How about that? He has the best tongue facials. Oh, man. His, his expressions are the best, period. They really are. Matt Hardy versus Darby Allin for the TNT title. Uh, this match was very physical right out of the gate. First thing yeah. Matt Hardy does is go get a chair. Yeah. Uh, early on, Darby goes for springboard coffin drop, and Hardy just blasts him in the back with a chair, and oh Darby's God. back is all red and scratched up. And that's like in the first three minutes of the match. Immediately. Mm. Immediately. So this match did uh, uh, kind of devolve into a bit of a mess, but it was always fun. Yeah. Because you had Hardy Family Office, Dark Order, uh, Sting, Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, and Lance Archer all at various points coming down to ringside to get mm-hmm. involved in whatever was going on. Um, because, you know, first, Hardy Family Office comes out. Uh, Butcher throws a garbage can at, at Darby Allen. This brings out Dark Order. They all start brawling on the floor. And so you still got Darby and Matt going at it. This brawl breaking out. Uh, Sting comes out as well. He's taking it to private party. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky are about to come out maybe to attack Sting. Instead, Lance Archer intercepts. Sting sees Archer, forgets about Private Party. Archer gets in the ring, and I, I, more or less, I'm taking this. I didn't hear him say anything, uh, by more or less taking this to be, hey, Sting, look what I can do to you. And so he puts Cassidy on the top, hits him with a blackout, and then takes both members of Private Party and just takes them out of the ringside area. I thought it was more like, hey, Sting, I really took what you said last week to heart. Look, mm-hmm. I'm a messing people up, and Could be. Pre- I I really got I got high on your validation, and I want to keep Maybe. on getting that. I need to. I, I want to make sting. you smile. I want to make you proud of me, Sting. <laughs> exactly. Sting's Could every be. Sting is everybody's dad, and yeah. everybody just wants to make their father proud. And Jake is not father material. He just clearly isn't. And so Archer's like, I don't get this guy. I don't want this guy's validation. He's a complete disaster. You ever seen Beyond the Mat? He's like, but Sting, look at him. He's a stand-up guy. I want his validation. Very well. So uh, Sting tosses his bat to Darby Allen on the stage, and he just kind of wanders off backstage. He's done for the day. (laughs) I love Uh, my favorite thing is when, like, this overbooked mess happens, and then you see people either, like, fight on their way backstage or people just, like, meander back. (laughs) That's definitely what Sting was doing. He just threw the bat and was kind of, all right, I'm done. (laughs) So Darby's corner and Matt Hardy kind of by commentary. Reddy's is about to take a swing. Matt hits him with a low blow, uh, hits a twist of fate with a chair wrapped around his head. That gets him a two, so they take the fight backstage past Tony Khan uh, in production. Uh, He puts Darby on a table, sets up a ladder, hits a leg drop through it, two count again. So Darby crawls back out towards the stage, and Matt's looking for a power bomb off the stage to the floor. Instead, Darby low blows him, jumps to the floor, gets Sting's bat, uh, gets back up on stage, backs up Matt to commentary again, and he takes the bat to he beats the heck out of Matt Hardy with oh his bat, gosh. destroys all the monitors on the commentary table, uh, chokes out Matt with the bat, puts him on the table, and he climbs up the scaffolding near where commentary is. They said it was twenty feet. I doubt it was that high, but it was pretty high. <laughs> he hit this with precision because it was mm-hmm. like off center and yep. back aways. Yep. This dude, I mean, that is impressive. I was more impressed with just how perfectly he hit this thing because, yeah. like, if you're off yeah, by yeah. six inches, you're kind of screwed. Yeah, you're probably hurt pretty bad. So he gets a coffin drop off that, puts Matt through the table, covers him to get the win. Darby took a – he got beat up pretty a good in this match. Beating, he took a lot of chair shots to the back. Beating. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was so, uh, it was pretty rad. I'm guessing what's going to happen is, you know, week in, week out, he's going to be taking beatings like this. Mm-hmm. And his body eventually is just going to give out on him, and that's when he'll drop the title. Could be. Maybe to someone like Miro. Could be. Hey, buddy. Yeah, that was dynamite. That was your dynamite. I got some questions here on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Before we get started with these questions, I want to give a quick shout out to some new patrons uh, over there. It's a great way to support going in raw. Yesterday, we had a new patron, Benny Omega. So there's hmm. Kenny Omega. There's Lenny, Lenny Omega. Lenny. Now we've got Benny Omega. Benny. Also, this past Monday, CWX5. This weekend, we had Nicholas Mosier. Thank you all for your support. We appreciate it. We got a lot of great reward tiers over at Patreon. No, these Oreos are not one of them. That was my question. It's That's Steve's my reward. Half-eaten half sleeve of Oreos. If you, honestly, if you want like half an Oreo, I can send you one. I really don't think you want that, though. No. But I just, as I was uh, picking up uh, Big Red... I stopped by and I got Larson to sign a bunch of these eight by tens. So you're getting Larson to sign eight by tens because Steve hasn't bothered signing them yet. <laughs> I might, I might not. You find out in the mail when you get the Friendo care package. Uh, also, got the here's the care package. It's got a comic book. It's got a bunch of stickers in here. I'm about to fulfill the patrons from the from last mm. month. Mm. Uh, I'm mm. just waiting on the new envelopes to come because I didn't realize I ran out of envelopes. Uh, so, yeah, you get a comic book, full-color comic book featuring an adventure. It's kind of crazy uh, with me and Larson in it. So it's a lot of fun. That's a $20. But at $5 a month, you're, it goes a long way towards supporting the show, and you get all sorts of bonus content every single week. You do. So, For uh, example, tomorrow we're doing an Ask Stephen Larson. We get to ask us non-wrestling questions. It's and it's all done live. So if you can make it to the stream, and, and then it's on VOD after the fact. So, exactly. Uh, exactly. So, yeah, it's a pretty good deal. The Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. First up, David Matushik. Uh, after the Young Bucks' recent heel turn, do you think that AEW's top stars are too heel-heavy so far? I've been developing this new theory, Larson. I don't think there should be faces anymore. I think everybody should be various sort of shades of heel. It should be like nothing better, nothing more well-intentioned than a tweener. You know? Mm-hmm. I feel like back, like, you know, you've always uh, had the the notion that Hulk Hogan was a heel. for, And I agree with that. But people loved him. All the greatest, all the best faces have really been kind of heelish. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin, great heel. Uh, 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 the Rock, you know, awesome yeah. heel. He would, he would sit there and bully Michael Cole and get cheered when he was a face, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, no, I think that I think everybody look at John Moxley, like in character, like out of character. He seems like a really cool guy in character. Do you really want to run, run, run into that guy, you know, or even hang out with him? Really? I would He'd say probably just get one... you into trouble. At least in AEW, the one baby face who feels different and unique and relatable, genuine, is Hagman Page. Yes. Yeah, but also drinks way too much. He does. That can get he you does. into trouble. Yeah. Could. But again, it's kind of, you know, I mean, generally speaking. I mean, I, I, think, in, I think the idea of having a baby face who is, is, basically has no faults, you can't do that anymore because it's boring. You could never do that. You could never. Nobody could get away with that. Really, yeah. like it's yeah. it's it's so boring. It is um, boring. I thought you were gonna say Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy actually seems like a very like like an appealingly pure of heart person. Yeah, I just feel like from a character perspective, we don't know enough about him. Yeah, who knows if that would get old? If if, if people would be able to latch on to that? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Paige, I feel like you know we have a really good sense of who his character is, and you know obviously where it's going. Uh, a couple people here said that tonight's show was taped. 
Uh, Carl's Moving Castle says, hypothetical question, do you think Bray's character would be treated better in AEW? I don't think it's a certainty. No, I think that, no. I think that AEW has a tendency of, I don't know if they, no, I don't. I just don't. Unless, unless Bray was given, I don't know, maybe. If Bray was given the kind of creative freedom that seemingly Darby Allen has, I could see that, and he was given the budget for like a Tom Savini still, I could see that maybe it'd be kind of on par, maybe, you know, unleashed. It'd be awesome, even better than WWE. So it's it's, it's mm-hmm. possible. I think it's more like he'd have more freedom to do what he wants to do, and maybe that'd be for the better. Yeah, could be. People are pointing out John Cena, and that's exactly my point. John Cena, as just a straight-up face, is like one of the most boring characters there is. But it's like, at that point, and then they try to do the same thing with Roman Reigns, a character with zero dimension because he would always just do, he was basically a pushover. Mm-hmm. Boring. It's boring. 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 Uh, Wizard of Smoke with a sub. Thank you. This is great. Call me Sir Vix says, sorry, but I just want to let you guys know I met Jay White this weekend and he was 100% worth the adoration. I quoted back the sacrifice line to him and he laughed. Jay White is great. He's like one of my favorites. Yeah, he's outstanding. He is outstanding. He is really, really good. Um, I am Els. If we were to get the vomit craps pants spot, who would you most want to do that job for a go-go? So a go-go punches someone in the gut and they mm-hmm. poo and they throw up. Who takes that? Who's the one that, that poops their pants and vomits everywhere? Uh, okay. Uh, who would like revel in it and like come at him even stronger? Is oh, kind a, of no sell it after the initial shock. Yeah, of like, <laughs> it comes at him with vomit mouth. Well, Mox then. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Or Kingston. Yeah, Kingston. He like he's wearing those like the the white Power Ranger suit that he wore before, and it's just like it's yeah. all nasty. <laughs> uh, oh, this is a great question, Steve Klein. What kind of competition between you two would you let Tyson enforce? Stratego. Make sure no one's cheating at Stratego. Is it easy to cheat at Stratego? Well, no. If like you're playing and, and you know, like you know, like, say I'm like really pondering a move, and I'm really taking my time because I'm you know pretty deliberate in terms of that game. Um, and you're like, all right, I'm bored. And you're on your phone, and I see you're on your phone, distracted. And whoop, oh wow! Whoop, swap yeah. a couple pieces. Ooh. And he catch that. I was saying I would do that. This is an example. He catches that. He punches you and you go stiff like this. Yeah. Your head just turns to dust. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say my answer is uh you know dude, it's it's shocking to me that the best game mechanic in a pro wrestling game ever ever was when you could special guest ref a third player. That was the best thing ever in the I think they started doing that in uh No Mercy. Maybe it was just No Mercy that you could do that. That was amazing. God, we would screw each other so often. It was hilarious. It was you, me, Jeff, or Hilton. Any combination of those three. Oh, and Evald too. And oh, and Evald. And um, but because Evald didn't like grow up with this in high school and stuff, he would always get the benefit of the doubt. Everybody would always side with him. 
It was yeah. like, oh, if Evolve's a player, we're going to... But then he always liked to goof. Like, whenever he was a ref, he would screw whoever because it was hilarious to screw people. God dang yeah. it, I want to play that game. Next, yeah, no. next time we do, like, a big convention, a big show, not the big show, a big show, we're going to throw a tournament for the friendos and YouTube wrestling personalities and wrestlers. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it for content and that's going to be the game. And it's always going to be a three person crew. Somebody's right. going to be a special guest referee. All right. All right. The dynamics. Oh my God. Oh man. We're going to cause actual heat between people. We probably will. We did with us. We did with us. Uh, hip hop hippo. If you love Taz, you should really watch or even at least just listen to Dark because he just rambles for two hours about nonsense and it's perfect. Oh, I just sometimes, watched Botchamania. I just sometimes because he sings entrance themes because Matthew has the best. He always like takes the best of that stuff and puts it in there. It's great. <laughs> Some funny question from Jorge D. Tony Khan wants to force Cody to be more involved with others on Dynamite after he's done burying QT's group. <laughs> But he doesn't want to become Vince McMahon, so he calls on his loyal fan base to be the bad guys for him. Khan ends up calling Going In Raw personally for ideas, ends up loving them, and puts some puts you on a Zoom call with Cody. Convince Cody with your ideas. We'll gift the sub if one of you impersonates Cody. Who do you think has a better Cody impression? Hmm. Who do you I'm think has a better that. Cody impression? It's not bad. He has sort of a voice that goes like this, and he always sort of talks like this. <laughs> like like he, he sort of knows what he's talking about. So, guys, what kind of ideas do you have? The first sentence you did was pretty good, Cody, and now... It's just falling apart? It has. Yeah, okay. Guys, I don't have a lot of time on my hands. I got to go watch Star Trek. <laughs> Again falling apart you lost and it now i'm just it's it's into like complete and total disrespectful parody so you yeah. know i really uh, like i really like seven and nine i think he's great <laughs> uh so you got it more involved with others okay nice he get, get got the gifted sub i love cody i think he's like one of my favorite things on the planet it's just like doing that is kind of my thing so i just have to throw that out there so is that um, what you say to him say hey cody you're my favorite things on the planet you're really gonna butter him up yeah Right. Yeah, that's what you're going to do. Thanks, Steve. But how is I could get him to be more involved with others after he buries the factory? I'll be like, listen, so what do we have to do? Get him more involved with like Darby? Well, no, he already did Darby Allen. He's done Darby pl- plenty, yeah. How about this? The Cody Rhodes Invitational, but it's yeah. not a tournament. It's a it's a, a, a two-hour-long gauntlet match on Dynamite. Oh, wow. That's good. Where he comes out and, and you know, like maybe, you know, when he was when he was TNT champ, he would wrestle, you know, like indie standouts, mm-hmm. Warhorse, for example. So, like the first tier competition is is you know someone plucked from the indie ranks, give him a, a good opportunity against Cody to open the show, mm-hmm. put on a good match. Of course, Cody wins. Yeah, and and as the the gauntlet continues, the competition gets stiffer and stiffer. That's good. I like final that. one. Brock Lesnar. Oh wow! Shocking. Tony Khan ponies up a bunch of money for Brock Lesnar. So much money. He he, of course, destroys Cody Rhodes. He wins the Cody Rhodes Invitational. He wow. gets a trophy. He gets a trophy, but it's Cody is the trophy. Yeah, it's like, but it's like Cody trophy. Yeah, that's good. And a copy of NWO WCW World Tour. But of course, 
Yeah, no, like the white it's, brown, it's white brownie versus right. raw. Here comes the pink. That's the game that Brock Lesnar's on the cover. That's right. Before, like you, you get two sentences in. White brownie has a right. Cody says, "Okay, listen, guys, listen. Fast forward to the end. I win, right? Well, Brock wins, but that's oh. a muddy feud for Cody. He'd probably be all about that. No, no, no. Here, Cody, nope. Brock wins. Brock wins on dynamite, but the pay per view, you get the dub over Brock. Mm. Make people pay for the pay per view match. How about this? Better idea. Because at this point, Cody has already wrestled ten matches. I can't believe it makes you're, sense for him to lose to Brock. I can't believe you're interrupting Cody Rhodes. <laughs> How about this? I win at pay per view, but on TV, I win. Bye, guys. The <laughs> uh, fear and loathing. Are we really supposed to believe that of all the AEW executive vice presidents, Cody is the most face? I mean, that's what it's like asking if Hilton's a real person, and it, you know, is Cody a face? Like he put himself in a brass ring. He's the executive vice president. He put himself in a brass ring on a pole match, <laughs> and then he made it all about himself. He literally would not let the cameras oh, not good. frame out the tunnel where, for twenty minutes, they he lingered. They, he lingered. They nursed his injury. <sighs> It was awesome. It's my favorite thing. This is a great question from this trying to do something. If Tyson was the first person Jericho called to make amends, who was the second? What a great question. Kevin Owens. Yes. Kevin Owens. Yes. Wait, no. That would have had to go the other way. Owens turned on him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, he could still... You know, uh, extend the olive branch. Maybe yeah. he's, he's Kevin Owens now on Raw, and it's like, okay, you wrong me, but I'm in a place now where I feel like I'm looking to to patch things up with me. Yeah, right, right. Hey, listen, so. man, can we put this? Can we put this behind us? Yeah. <laughs> you walk heavy, says Doctor Fauci. <laughs> Ouch! Wow! Wow! Oof! Oof. That's good. Uh, White Brownie wants to know, does this episode give AEW their first 1 million episode of 2021? Uh, no, I think they'll do about, I think they'll do about NXT numbers. Maybe a little bit more, 850. They'll do it. Yeah, I was in the 850. They'll do 850. 850 to 9. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the question? Yes. Uh, Thomas Dunnigan. Was tonight the first night Omega's stable actually felt like it was a true threat? That entire promo in the parking lot was the best thing I've seen from them. I mean, I, I don't know. I can only speak for myself. I feel like they've they've felt like a threat ever since, like, day one. They've got Gallows. I mean, Gallows and Anderson can be helpless, but they're booked better in AEW and Impact than they are than they were in WWE. Uh, and then, you know, Kenny Omega, man, that guy, he goes off on people. So, yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like he uh, he's, he's booked pretty well. Yeah, but you add the young bucks to that, and it just makes them even more of a threat, I think. Oh, man, this is great. Mm. I might have to do a reaction to this video. My mom just sent me video of some turkeys having a fight on on my, my street over on Ambassador. We had a turkey in our, in our backyard the other day. Yeah, but was it beef? Was it fighting? Well, it would have been shadow boxing or something, dude. It was one turkey. Hold on. It's a the second. first time. Oh, my God. It's two gangs of turkeys. Oh, wow. Oh my God! They're rolling up on each other. Oh my God! It's a gang fight of turkeys. This is amazing. That's something else. Why did she stop filming? This was great. I don't know. Hold on a second. Let's see. Hold on a second. Let's see if I can get this up there. 
Save it for the post show. Save it for the post show. That's that was amazing. Holy crap. Soulless. Soulless. <laughs> Soulless said with how AEW handles developing and changing characters, does it do long term character development better than the best written and handled characters across WB shows currently? Does who do what now? Essentially, does AEW handle long term character development the WWE? Well, they handle long term character development. So yes, they do. Mm-hmm. 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 That's just not WWE's strong suit, really. Although I don't know, I say that, and then like people, and I don't know if WWE just sort of stumbles into it. <clears throat> Maybe WWE is just intentionally very subtle about it. I don't think that's really true. They because really, like I WWE doesn't see, really do su- subtle. Like somebody once posted this really long thread that sort of connected the careers of Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens throughout the years going all the way back to pre WWE and like it was really solid. And I don't, I just think that, I mean, maybe it's, it's probably all just coincidence. Well, what it probably is, at least in the WWE aspect of it is that Seth and Kevin Owens know they have a wealth of interactions and matches throughout their careers and they'll take it upon themselves to reference things possibly. The creative powers that be in WWE probably have no idea like they ever faced each other in Ring of Honor and not think (laughs) to reference that. Like Vince doesn't know. It's never seen probably a Seth Rollins versus or a Tyler Black versus Kevin Steen match. Yeah, yeah. So they probably something they take upon themselves to. to Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right, which is pretty impressive. The wrestler, I love that wrestlers do that. And like, I don't know. AEW can sometimes be a bit. Sometimes they're really good at hiding clues and like making you go back and look like the Darby Allen stuff with the team Taz was great. 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 Yeah. Sometimes I feel like they could be a bit heavy handed with it, but other times they could be really subtle with it. But you mm-hmm. know what, man, they try, they, they, they do what they yeah. can. They try to make things make sense. And that's what I like. Yep. They try to build character arcs over the course of months, if not years. So I can't believe my mom stopped filming. That was amazing. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Heck, uh, uh, Dingham Q says not AEW, but Taya Valkyrie said she picked the name Frankie Monet. It's a great name. It's a good. It's name. a. It's. It, I actually like that name better than Taya Valkyrie, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, just because we associate a name with somebody for so long, doesn't mean it's a better name than something that's chosen or they choose. Because Frankie mm-hmm. Monet's a great name. Uh, Jorge D gifting a sub to Jokester B. Well, thank you very much. That was nice. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Rory says, why is no one talking about Jade taking the belt off Sheeta? Did debuting her with Shaq make her seem above title? It's because she's only had one singles match to this point. Wasn't this her, was this her first singles match? They said this was her. Cause she had the tag match. Did she have a match since then? Oh yeah. She had a match against uh, Danny Jordan. Yeah, I think they said it was her third or fourth match. Okay, okay. Um, Yeah, like she doesn't have the record yet, and they're big on that stuff. Um, And plus, you just want to build somebody first before you do that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hugh Long Heavy, which uh, which would be the better faction? Grizzly Bear Country, which would be Bear Country and Caljack, or Grizzly Young Veterans, which would be Grizzled Young Veterans and Caljack? Okay, well, one of those is my favorite faction of all time. That'd be Grizzly Young Veterans. Obviously. Yes, a hundred percent. Because then I'd get to hang out with Zach Gibson. 
Mm-hmm. Steve, it's so good to see you so soon. <laughs> Rocco says Turkey's got to get to war games. <laughs> Turkey's on a blood and guts match. <laughs> Put some JR commentary on Turkey. I can't believe she stopped filming. They were just getting into it and then it cut. <laughs> then we had to go to Robin Hood. That was crazy. It was two gangs, dude. Well, that's it's very much like a NWO and NWO Wolfpack going at Yes. We got to get out of here because I got to post this video on Twitter. Twitch, stick around. Uh, we'll answer some more of your questions while I do that. Thanks for watching, everybody. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade, Live Power Rank, Vintage 10 for the Wins, and Ask Steven Larson. Get access to Friendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.